What up, pack, and welcome back to Man Up. Warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines, while our families slip away. Where are you, men of courage? You were made for so much more. Let the pounding of our hearts cry. We will serve the Lord. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we, yeah, we're just so glad to be back. I know it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, summer has officially kicked off. Um, Jordan's got a bunch of family there, you know, and it's it's just a busy time of year. So we appreciate you guys' patience. We appreciate you, you know, you, you sticking through and hanging in there with us. Um, but yeah, we got uh, kind of a, an interesting episode for you today. Um, it's a pre-recorded message, so... Uh, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super good. Also, before we talk about it a little bit, uh, I just want to apologize. Last week, my computer was just insane. And when I went <laughs> yes. back and listened to the, the podcast, you know, our new intro, cause we're switching, you know, going back. Um, it was bad on my end. <laughs> like it was really bad. We, we recorded like twice as long as the episode was. So that just shows you how bad it really was. And yeah. how good Devin did at editing it. Okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, we just want to apologize for that. But also, I mean, Devin's kind of humble about this. Okay. You know, he's a little self-conscious, I think, when it comes to preaching in front of people, which I don't get because, you know, you, you do a podcast where we do messages basically to yeah. hundreds of people compared but like to I, the tiny uh, church. Yeah. Like I know? like I told Jordan, uh, I don't I don't see you guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm, it's I'm easy literally when looking it's at just Jordan. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, right, it's easier right. with us, I guess. But um, Devin did a message that goes along with exactly what we're trying to go back into. And I told him that we had to put it up because it is that good for you guys. It is <laughs> amazing. It goes exactly with what we want to talk about and what we're trying to do and build with this pack. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super does. excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah. I was it gave me chills like five different just times to, during this message. So, <laughs> just to, yeah, you know, give you guys a little context. Um, so, I mean, this idea, this whole idea, uh, just, you know, the Lord started just stirring it in me, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, as me and Jordan were talking and kind of what we were getting into and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's this whole idea of. We, we are not given a spirit of timidness. We are not given a spirit of fear. Um, we are we are to be bold in this world. We are to be bold on the things of God. We are to you know stand and in in strength and courage really. Um, but I think you know we've lost sight of that somewhere along the way. We've lost sight of you know we've we've taken the back road. We've we've kind of submitted ourselves in you know and we call it humility and we call it being humble and stuff. But you know, it, it, which we should be. Obviously, there there is um, an, an an aspect of being a Christian that you know you should be humble and you should you know be yep. be gracious and stuff. You know, those who are f- forgiven much forgive much. Okay, like that's what the Bible yes. says. Um, but there's a whole other side of the coin with with what Jesus did on the cross, and. He came out of that tomb. He defeated death. He defeated sin. He really opened the gate for us to walk in a bold confidence in Christ, not because of what we did, but because of what he did. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, if we don't, I mean, it's like someone giving you a hundred dollars and 
saying, you know, here, you know, do something nice, you know, for your family or whatever with this hundred bucks. And you just kind of, you know, you just putting it under your pillow and letting it sit there for the next 30, 40 years. I mean, it does nothing for you unless the promise of what Jesus did on the cross does nothing unless we walk in the fullness of it. That's good. So um, that's where this is coming from. That's where my heart is. That's where this message came from. And uh, I really hope you guys enjoy it. Um, But um, yeah. So without further ado, this is Don't Forget the Lion uh, right here on Man Up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that such a cool song? Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. You guys can be seated. Man, I just get kind of pumped up every time I hear it, you know? just feel like yelling at my flesh. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. You've got a lion inside of your lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. That's how it sounds in my head. I don't know if you ever had like a parent at you, you know, yelling at you or something like that, or someone else's parent yelling at you. That's always the worst. Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity, God, that we just get to come and just be in your presence, Father, that we can just acknowledge you, Father, today. And we just thank you that you've already come before us, God, that you've paved the way, God. And we just thank you that, Father, where two or more are gathered, you are here. We thank you for your tangible, physical presence, God, in our midst. Father, we thank you that, like Ryder said, God, that we can come to you blameless, God, covered in the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly to the throne. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, thank you guys. Thank you guys. That was a good worship time, wasn't it? Yeah? Amen? Does anybody want to clap for them? That'd be great. Yeah? That'd be great. No. They're awesome. They're great. How you guys doing? Good? For those of you who don't know, I'm Devin. Um, me and my wife lead the... Wow, she was sitting right there. My wife's not Eric. Um, she was sitting right there with our two boys. Uh, we lead the children's kind of Wednesday night uh, ministry, so um, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, but we are done for the summer. Yes. I fought tooth and nail to keep going, but Jay said, no, no, no. We have to take a break. Yeah. Um, no, I love that song. I love that song. So if, if, no, if, if you don't know, the bridge we just sang, Come On My Soul, Don't You Get Chime, it's, it's, it's the bridge from a song titled Gratitude by Brennan Lake. And it's all about being thankful and it's all about, you know, we have nothing to offer. We have nothing to offer but praise. Right? That's it. Everything that we accomplish and everything we have to offer is because of Jesus and because his spirit's in us, okay? But with that, I think I had this, I'll get to my idea for what I was thinking about this week, but when we have Jesus inside of us, yes, it's all him and it's nothing but him, but we have to recognize that 
that power that we have in us, right? Because like Ryder said, when Jesus went to, I'm getting way ahead of myself, I'm sorry. Um, so I had this idea this week while I was kind of preparing for this. There's my wife. She's back now. Okay, thanks. I got nervous, babe. I'm sorry. Okay. She's, we got this, you know, if I'm getting off track or I'm looking stupid or sounding stupid, she kind of gives me one of these. And I'm like, all right, got it. So she's my safety net. Um, but I had this idea. I started thinking about Jesus as, you know, we've all heard the term, he's the lion and the lamb, right? He's the lion and the lamb. He's, the, he's God's perfect lamb, and he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You know, it's this two very different kind of opposite depictions of our Savior. It's a lamb who's pretty, you know, kind of weak and feeble, and it's what they use for sacrifices. And then it's this lion who, I don't know, has anybody ever messed with a lion? No? And lived to tell the tale? So I got this, I, I started thinking about this, this big difference, and I feel like, I don't know about you, and this, this is totally could just be for me, but I often like, I'm like, okay, you know, um, you know, I'm a Christian, and you know, I love Jesus, and he's in my life, so what does that mean, what does that, what does that tell me I need to kind of do, or whatever, and I always get this picture, and I feel like it's just because, you know, I've grown up in the church, um, and, you know, I think writers talked about it before. When you grow up in the church, it's a little different than when you come to Christ later on, right? It's kind of like a little, <laughs> thank you. Um, it, it's kind of like a little, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to explain it. But you see those people that come to, light, you know, come to Christ later in church and they're just on fire, you know, and, or come to Christ, you know. They're just on fire and ready to go and they got this great testimony. And I'm like, my testimony is I, I skipped youth group last night, you know, like kind of deal. And I'm like, ah, you know. But I always get this picture of the lamb as being this kind of like humble. And it's like, okay, as a Christian, I need to be humble. I need to be, you know, kind of like tiptoe. I don't want to like, you know, push too many buttons and kind of a people pleaser. Um, in a sense, and that's really, it's followed me through a long time. I mean, I've had, I think I've shared this with some of you. I mean, I had the hardest time saying no to people. And I mean, Michelle knows that she gave me some advice that was really good. Um, but you know, she said, every time you say no to, or every time you say yes to someone else, you're saying you're by default, you're saying no to someone, right? And so that really just stuck with me. But I had a hardest, uh, the hardest time saying no because I was like, I just wanted to be this kind of people-pleaser guy, right? This, this, I don't know, lamb in a sense, right? Be what people needed to be or needed me to be. And as I was thinking about this whole picture of the lion and the lamb, Jesus said, I just felt like he was saying, don't forget the lion. Don't forget the lion. And so John 1 Okay, this is Jesus. This depicts Jesus as the lamb. John 1 says, The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming to him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. So we do. We do need to accept that aspect, that characteristic of the Spirit, Jesus' Spirit that lives in us, right? We need to accept that because when we have Jesus, we have all of him. He's not a partial God. He's a full-hearted, all-in God. And so, when Jesus, the Lamb represents Jesus going to the cross, right? Everybody on the same page? Going to the cross as the perfect sacrifice, dying for the forgiveness of all of our sins. 
Okay, I want to read this to you. So it says, dying, you know, dying for the forgiveness of all of our sins. <sighs> Hebrews. Um, anyways, Hebrews 10, okay, 11 through 18. This is out of the message. Um, every priest goes to work at the altar each day, offers the same old sacrifice year in and year out, and never makes a dent in the sin problem. As a priest, Christ made a single sacrifice for sin, and that was it. Then he sat down right beside God and waited for his enemies to cave in. It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. By that single offering, he did everything that needed to be done for everyone who takes part in the purifying process. The Holy Spirit confirms this. This new plan I'm making with Israel isn't going to be written on paper, isn't going to be chiseled in stone. It's going, I'm going to, this time, I'm writing it on the plane, I'm writing it out plain in them, carving it on the lining of their hearts. He concludes, my favorite part, he concludes, I'll forever wipe the slate clean of their sins. When Jesus died, what he did on the cross as the lamb, as the perfect lamb of God, he wiped your past, present, and future sins away. Amen? Ryder said it so good. There's not, a, there's not a sin that you have committed or are going to commit that Jesus hasn't already forgiven. When we have Jesus, we are dead to sin. That's what the lamb did. Our slate is wiped clean. I love this part. Perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some imperfect people. So right there, the Bible is telling us that when Jesus died on the cross through that process, because we, who's got flaws in here, right? Raise our hands. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Tiff, raise your hands. Thank you. All right. Yeah, there we go. I know. Yep. Amen. But when we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and we come before God, he doesn't see any of that. Ryder said it so perfectly. I mean, I was like, okay, I hope he's not going to say too much more. This is kind of easy, you know, running. No, I'm just great. Honestly, if it was up to me, Ryder would still be up here and then I'd get up here and be like, ah, shucks, guys, we're out of time. We got to go home. Yeah. But a perfect person perfect sacrifice to perfect when we have Jesus we are perfect in the eyes of God we are perfect I would dare to say that the sin we're going to commit three weeks from now doesn't even matter doesn't even matter and when we can free, when we can come to that conclusion that we are perfect when sin loses that's when sin loses its kind of forbidden fruit feel okay when we realize it doesn't matter and that we are always going to be perfect and right standing with God our Father because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, I don't even want to sin if it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the forbiddenness of it that makes it desirable to us because that's part of the human condition. We want what we can't have. We, we want to do what we can't do. We just were opposite. It's so stupid. I hate it. Um... So like my kids, my kids, I mean, they're perfect in my eyes. Yeah, they do crazy things. Um, I can't tell that story, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> my wife's like, don't tell that story. Um, they do crazy things, they do crazy things. 
And my kids might not be perfect or cute or awesome in your eyes. But in my eyes, they are because I'm their father. I am pre-programmed to be biased to my kids. Our Heavenly Father, is his characteristic, he is, was, is what he is, is biased towards his kids. They can, they can, my kids can run and jump. We were at a grad party yesterday, and they were running around with some friends. I won't say who, Fennings. They were running around, being loud, screaming. And we're just like, oh, yeah, they're having fun. You know, that's so cute. Look at them, you know. And you can just feel like everybody in the room, like, tell those kids to be quiet. Like, I'm trying to eat my pulled pork, you know. Like, yeah, but we're just, we're just biased towards our kids. And what Jesus as the lamb did on the cross made that possible. So we have to accept Jesus as the lamb. And we have to accept when we're, when he's in us, that characteristic of him is in us too. Okay. But I feel like if we stop there, if we just say, God, thank you for, for covering our sin, for dying on the cross, for making us perfect. If we stop there, I feel like we're wasting a little bit of what God did on the cross. Okay? Half of it. Because he didn't just die. Amen? You guys know where this is going, right? He rose. Yeah, right? But he didn't. He didn't just die on the cross. Okay? He went to the cross as, and submitted himself to death so that he could devour it as the lion. Amen? So don't forget the lion. Does anybody C.S. Lewis? C.S. Lewis fans? Yeah? Yeah? Love them? Okay, so um, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I love it. I love it. I, my favorite movie growing up was the, I don't know if anybody, was the BBC Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe with the life-size beavers, you know, and they're like, let's go to Aslan, you know, my favorite. It was awesome. My grandma had it on like a six-disc, you know, six-VHS, not disc, VHS set. Um, but C.S. Lewis, he was, he, he was a Christian, okay? He believed in God. He believed in the Bible. That's God's word. And so when he wrote his novels, that poured into them. It was his desire to portray things from the Bible, right? And so um, everybody knows Aslan, the big lion. That's Jesus's, or not Jesus, that's C.S. Lewis's depiction of Jesus, okay? And we see in The Lion, the Witch, he goes and, you know, he sacrificed himself and the whole, everything, okay? You get it. But... There's a really, in, in his book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, it offers a really, really cool, like, illustration of Jesus, okay, in this part. So, the children, Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy, these are the four kids, for anybody who hasn't read the book or seen the movie, um, have been told they're going to meet Aslan, the lion. And they have some questions for Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, okay? So, they're all sitting in the beaver, beaver hut, and they're having dinner, you know, and, and you know, I think Susan gets like a raw fish in front of her. Mrs. Beaver's like, yeah, it's good, you know. But they're all sitting there, and they're, they're Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Beaver are telling them they're going to meet As Aslan, the lion. And so this is Jesus. This is C.S. Lewis's picture, you know, depiction of Jesus. Susan asks, mm, is he quite safe? I should rather feel nervous about meeting a lion. 
Then you will, dearie, and no mistake, said Mrs. Beaver. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or else just silly. Then he isn't safe, said Lucy. This is the smallest girl. This is the youngest girl. Then he isn't safe. And Mr. Beaver says, safe? Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver is telling you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. So Jesus is the Lion of Judah. If a lion walked into a room right now, even if I assured you, you can take my word for it, I promise you, on everything I have, it's a good lion. Would you feel safe? (laughs) If we're standing next to a lion, yeah, you're not going to feel safe. It's not a fact that you would quickly dismiss, right? Like, huh, it's just a lion, you know, and walk away, do something else. Many people want Jesus to be safe, okay? They don't like the idea of a God that they ought to fear, because if we ought to fear God, then we also must obey him, right? And this is me. I have a hard time with this, okay? I'm just sharing what's going on in my life. Take it or leave it. A God to be feared is a God who is greater than us and outside of our control. Does anybody else like to control things? I really like to control things. Yes. Ask my wife. She hates it. Yes. How many arguments do I win? She gets so irritated. I love her. It's awesome. Um, but when we, when we have this thing that we, you know, the Bible, the Bible says fear of God is good, right? Not in like, a, oh, no, he's going to smite me, but in like, a, oh, no, like this is my dad, you know, that kind of fear. August, I mean, the Bible talks about God, you know, reprimanding us, and, you know, and that's great. That's what a father does, Okay. There was a short period of time in, in my kids' life where we had to do some discipline because there I said this before, they're crazy, okay? And now we get to the point and I'm like, you know, everybody, does anybody else count? Or am I like the only one? Is this like, does anybody else count? Like one, two, you know? We used to get to three and then the discipline. Now it's just like, buddy, one, two. And he's like, yep, I got it, okay. You know, like picking up my toys, But we fear things we can't control. So Jesus is both Lion of Judah and Lamb of God. He is powerful, and yet he is good. He has laid down his life for us. So this is Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is, be- is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we have to think of Jesus in all the ways he is described in Scripture. Otherwise, we become guilty of making a God in our own image. We have to accept him. And this is what I was saying. If we stop at the Jesus, the lamb, lions aren't timid. When we accept Jesus, he's the lion, right? So we accept him as the lamb and we have, we, we have that spirit in us. When we accept him, we have the spirit of the lion in us too. Because I, I don't want, especially, I mean, we can, we, can, we can get into this all day, but I mean, the world's getting crazy, 
The world's getting crazy. And if Christians just step back and say, no, we're just lambs, we're just lambs. No, we are lions through Jesus. We are lions. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. You've got a lion inside of your lungs. One thing I do over my kids, I do this so often, and it's every, every single night. I have a seven-month-old, and he lays nicely in my arms, and then I have an almost four-year-old, and he's like, I want to be the baby tonight. And I'm like, okay. I mean, not as bad as you guys. <laughs> um, but there's this song. I've been joking. Hail, hail, the Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. I sing that over my kids every single night. I don't want them to grow up and be timid. God does not give them a spirit of fear. God does not give them... Where is this? 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. These are all warning markers, danger in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our position... I'm sorry, that is not it. I have it in here somewhere, but it, God doesn't give us a spirit of timidness. Okay, we are supposed to walk boldly to the throne. Okay, and that's why it's a, it's a two-part ordeal what God did, what Jesus did. He sacrificed himself on the cross. He submitted himself to death so that we can be forgiven for our past, present, and future sins. But then we need to step up and accept that and accept the lion that came out of the tomb. And walk in that spirit as well. Because, and there's an order. Who knows there's an order to the Bible? You have to accept you're forgiven and walk in boldness. You can't walk in boldness without accepting you're forgiven first. Because then it just comes off as false. So, I want to, there's a story um, in Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, Evan. Okay? We've got a little Bible study going on right now, and we just did Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. But it was so good. It was so good. And I want to share it with you guys because it's a really cool depiction um, of, what, of what God's doing. So this is, this is right after, you know, they've come, a, they've come out of the wilderness. So they've been set free from Egypt. Moses led them around wilderness for 40 years. You know, God has, excuse me, God has provided for them. He's done miracles. I mean, man on the ground, water in the rock. That, when's the last time anybody's taken a drink from a rock? Right? God, the cloud by day, fire by night. I mean, those 40 years, we often look at them and they're, they're like, you know, the they just wandered around for 40 years in the desert because they were disobedient or not obeying God or whatever. But Jesus, God, still did miracles in their wilderness. Amen? And so this is afterwards. This is Joshua. Okay? This is Joshua chapter 1. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant is dead. Get going. Right? Right? I mean, Moses. This is Moses we're talking about. Burning bush Moses, you know. Plagued over Egypt Moses, you know. Let my people go Moses. And God says, all right, Joshua, Moses is gone. Go on. 
Because the Spirit of God does not change depending on who He's working through. Amen? The same Spirit, the same confident lion that we have access today worked through Moses and Joshua. God doesn't care about your vessel. He cares just access through it. Amen? So it goes on, it says, Cross this Jordan River, and all the people, cross the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. There it again, the promise doesn't change. From the wilderness to the Lebanon east to the great river, and the Euphrates River, all the Hittite country, and the west of, and west of the great sea. It's all yours. So there's something in here, it says... I'm giving you every square inch of the land. Oh, great. You step your foot on. God's given a promise. God's given a promise. Land. We got to take the step. We got to step our foot on. God says, yep, I've given you everything. Now get going. I've forgiven you for your past. I've forgiven you for your future. I've given you a spirit of a lion, a spirit of boldness. I do not give you a spirit of fear. What are you waiting for? And this is what God's telling me. What are you waiting for? Go. My, my son has this new, this new saying. We, me and my wife were talking about it last night while we were, I don't know, laying in bed watching Grown Ups, Caleb. Um, but uh, he goes, why are you wasting time? Why are you wasting time? And my wife goes, I don't know where he heard that. How did he learn that? You know, kids are just like, whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, I taught him. <laughs> I, I say it to him. I'm like, come on, August, hurry up. You know, and he's off playing with the, you know, whatever. I'm like, August, you're wasting time. Let's go. But God says, get going. Get going. I've given you every piece of land your foot steps on. So step on it. <laughs> Okay, 1 Corinthians 10, this is what I was saying, okay? These are all warning markers, danger in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Listen to this, our position in the story are parallel. They at the beginning, we at the end. The promise doesn't change. The God doesn't change. The ability to work through people doesn't change. Okay, God is faithful, God is the same yesterday, today, and, today, and tomorrow. Yesterday, today, and today. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? We at the end. And we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. Don't be so... Thank you, Kathy. Uh, amen. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You are not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence, it's useless. Forget about self. It's useless. Cultivate God-confidence. Because it's not us, but Jesus the lion that is in us. Amen? Okay? I started reading this, and I'm like, this kind of doesn't fit my message. <laughs> I don't want to do that, obviously. But I'm like, okay, it's talking a lot about, you know, don't you know, we're just as capable of messing it up, and you're not exempt, and you could fail. You know, and I'm like, this is coming right after I'm saying, God's forgiven us. You know, we're perfect in his eyes. We, you know, 
And I'm like, no, but it says forget self-confidence. We would fail. We do fail. We do every single day. We fail. We fall short. All have fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus in us is what, is what God sees. And if we can get to that reality to where, like I said, we're just, we're just it doesn't matter. We just know, we, we know in our hearts that God sees us as perfect, and that's the only thing that matters. Okay, so it goes on. It says, all your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. But God doesn't change. He's with us. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give to their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. Every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right. Don't get off track, either left or right. This is why, this is why the more attention we pay to ourselves, the self-confidence, right? The more focus that we put on ourselves, even in good intention. This is what this is what I took took me forever to realize. Even in good intention, with good intention, the more I focus on myself, the farther I fall. Okay. It says. It says, don't get off track either left or right. And I'm like, okay, that's right. Because we, I mean, for so long, I was like, okay, I'm on, I got to be on this straight and narrow. You know what I mean? And I guarantee you, that's when I, that's when I just, the train would fall off the tracks. When I'm trying to walk that line. Because it's impossible. And like I said, we want what we can't have. When I came to... I mean, when I started pondering this and when it kind of started to sink in, and I'm not saying it sunk in fully yet, but when I started realizing that it's not a straight and narrow, who's be- raise your hand if you've been, you know, if you've accepted Jesus for a long time, you know what I mean? You, you know, raise your hand, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> Has your walk with Jesus been nice and straight and smooth? So why are we trying to stay on the straight and narrow? Our walk with Christ goes up and down and through the woods. And, and I remember, Kathy, when I was meeting with you sometimes, you said, ah, I just feel like you're going to, you know, take a path through the jungle. Why do you do that to me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's it. We don't know. God just comes. He just he just brings us through these different places and circumstances and we learn and he teaches us and it's a relationship amen oh my goodness how interesting would my marriage be if we never fought okay i will argue with anybody in here that fighting in a relationship is good it's good (laughs) um Sorry. When I started to like get this idea that like it's not don't get off track right or left. It's it's not it's not taking that, you know, it's not telling me focus on, you know, the straight and narrow, but don't worry about focus on Jesus. And then it doesn't matter which way the road bends and turns. 
or how many hills you go down or up. If you're just focused on Jesus, what's to the left or the right doesn't matter anymore. When we're constantly, it's the whole what you focus on the longest becomes the strongest, right? Amen? If we're so worried about what's to the left and to the right in our sin and our shortcomings and our faults, they're going to get stronger. Amen? But if we focus our eyes on Jesus and what He did on the cross, then we can just kind of ebb and flow with Him. What's that? It's the walk in the rhythm of grace. Amen? So as to make sure you get where you're going. And don't for a minute let the book of Revelation be out of your mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you strength and courage? Here's what I was looking for earlier. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step of the way. Every step of the way. We're going to have the worship team come back out, I think, for a little bit, for just a minute. Um, but I started reading that, and I'm like, strength and courage. Like, those are, when you think of a lion, that's what you think of, right? Think of strength and courage. But a lion is so much more. Obviously, I was doing some, like, research on them, you know. If I was going to talk about them, I'd want to know a little bit about them. Um, but there's so much more. They're, they're, they're packed beings, okay? The, obviously, they're, they're in a pride, you know. It's not just single lion. They're in a, they're in a pack kind of deal. So are we. We're community beings. We're community beings. We're made to be together. We're made to come together. But they also, they also are laser-focused. I mean, when they're, when they're hunting something, I mean, there's no deterring them, okay? And man, I just got to thinking, I'm like, ah, God, if I had that kind of focus in my life for you, like, we'd, we'd be a lot better off, wouldn't we? You know, nothing could deter me. Then I'm like, oh, squirrel. Um, but it is. Don't be timid. This whole idea, this, 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 this whole concept that God was just rolling around in my head was just, yes, He's the Lamb that rid us of sin, but He's the Lion that conquered death. And He's in us. And we're not supposed to be timid. We're supposed to walk bold in our faith. We're supposed to proclaim the Gospel to the world. Jesus said when He left, greater things will you do because I go. Greater things. And He walked with confidence. When Jesus was on the earth, He walked with confidence. He didn't walk with arrogance. There's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. Jesus walked with confidence. When David went out, and I love this. I was thinking about this before... Yeah, it was, it was in our worship text this morning, or uh, a couple days ago. But when David went out, he gets to the battlefield. Everybody, you know, you probably know the story, David and Goliath, right? He gets to the battlefield, and he sees this giant, and he's like, who is this guy? And they're telling him, you know, like, oh, there's Goliath, whatever. And um, David doesn't say, oh, I got him. It's fine, I got him. He says, 
Does he know who we fight for? Does he know that we fight for the God of the angel armies? Does he know who's got our back? I see a bunch of little Philistines behind him. He's the biggest one out there. Does he know who's behind us? And he goes on and he, he tries to put on Saul's armor and it doesn't fit and he walks out there and he grabs some stones and, and sure enough, he says, he says, God's delivered you into my hands today. Before he even slings a stone, David tells Goliath, God's delivered you into my hands today. That's the confidence that David had in our God. That he stepped out on a battlefield. I can't even fathom a battlefield. Like, like this. And he steps out on it with nothing but a sling and a stone because he's got God of the angel armies having his back. Man, if I could get to a place in my life where I had that kind of confidence, I can't even walk up to someone at Walmart and say, hey, can I pray for you? <laughs> I'm like, Sorry? And then I get in the car and I'm like, I'm sorry, God, yes, please bless that person, you know, please help them with whatever's going on. I'm like, it's not the same. God says, no, I wanted you to make the approach. Because sometimes in our life, God wants to take us through uncomfortable situations so that he can prepare us for something else. I was just talking to someone who was going through a going through kind of a time and and they're just like I can't I can't stay still. I can't be idle. I can't just calm down. I said, "Man, maybe God wants, maybe that's exactly what God wants you to do is just to sit and listen." And then she came I seen her a couple days later or whatever and and she said, you know, I was praying in my car today and, um, and I felt like I was telling, I was asking God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? My life is in shambles right now. What do you want me to do? I'm not where I want to be. Finally, God, what do you want me to do? And she said, I just really felt like God. So my, my son, he's not in here. My son, August, he's four. And from, from the time he could talk, whenever he came up to you, he, would, he wouldn't say, hey, please hold me. He'd always say, I want to hold you. So this little three-year-old comes up to you and is like, I want to hold you. I'm like, okay. You know? No. It's his, it's his way of saying, like, pick me up. I want to be comforted. I want to hold you. And so this, I'm talking to this lady, and she said, I felt God saying, I want to hold you. I want to hold you. I want to hold you. Because sometimes there is time for the lamb. There's time for the soft, the kindness, the holding, the comfort. He is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our counselor and comforter. Amen? And the discernment, the, the, the task as Christians is knowing when we can just rest. I, I read this thing. The, the promised land is a picture of rest and peace. Rest and peace. And that's where they were trying to get to. 
God's ultimate plan for us is rest and peace and communion with Him. Amen? Rest and peace. But then there is a time, just like David stepped out on the battlefield and said, my God's got my back. He's delivered you into my hand. There's a time to be a lion. There's a time to be bold. There's a time not to be timid. And we can't forget that we have that spirit in us. So I'm going to pray... We're going to play, and then you guys can, you guys can go. The, we're, we're up here for prayer if you need. Um, Father God, we just thank you. Father, we thank you so much for just your presence in our life, God, this, your spirit in us, Father. We thank you that, um, God, as the lamb, you submitted yourself to death and covered our life, covered our sin, freed us from the bondage. Father, but we also thank you for the spirit of the lion that came out of that tomb. Father, we thank you that that spirit lives in us. We thank you that through you and only through you, God, we can walk boldly into this world proclaiming the name of your son, Jesus. Father, we thank you that every, every piece of ground, God, that we step our foot, you've given us. Father, we thank you that you are just uh, our Father. Father, we thank you for the, the comfort and the counsel. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, we just acknowledge the Holy Spirit in this place. He's the one here doing the work. We thank you for him. And Jesus, we just ask that you just reveal yourself to us each and every day. We thank you that we can just come into a communion, into a relationship with you, Father, that just surpasses anything. Father, we read the miracles in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament. We read these miracles. Father, I thank you that we can have an even closer relationship with you because of what your son did on the cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, guys. So wasn't that awesome? I mean, like I said, the first time I listened to this, it just gave me chills. And I mean, gosh, it just goes, it goes along with everything we are trying to build here. And it, it was just so good. It was so good. I mean, <laughs> we, you know, like Devin said, we, we tend to be timid. We tend to be in fear and we should be out there being that lion that roars that goes yeah. out there and conquers things. And you need to be, you know, be an alpha. That's what yeah. that is. You know, we need to be that alpha. We need to not live in fear, not live timidly and just yeah. be bold as a lion out there, you know, and join our pack and be that alpha wolf going yeah. out there and conquering your enemy. So it's, oh man, it's just, that was so good guys. You know, I hope, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I really do. <laughs> um, so now we got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, I finally got you the promo code for our other sponsor. Like I said, last episode, uh, kind of, kind of shit the bed <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you know, I did, uh, but we finally got but it. We got so it. yeah, as always though, saved by Christ apparel. Okay. A Christian clothing company with bold designs. They stand out. They look great. It's high quality products. It's at a really good price. We have a promo code so you even save money, but go check them out. It's all meant to 
stand out, give you an icebreaker to go talk to someone about God. The company was founded on spreading the gospel, not on making money. So you really need to go check them out. It's great stuff. They have a great, you know, just a great purpose in, you know, in the gospel and spreading the word of Jesus. So even, and even if you can't go up and talk to someone, even if you can't be that bold lion, um, it still puts it in the back of people's heads, which I think is just as important sometimes. So go yeah. check them out at savebychristapparels.com and use the promo code JordanN in all caps. All right, so our next sponsor, guys, is Ambassador Sunglasses. I hope you went online and checked out our Facebook and saw these sick, sick glasses on my wife and Devin because, well, guys, my wife just looks better than me. Okay, so <laughs> um, so does Devin, you know, like, so uh, they're, they're the face of this for me, you know, for us at the podcast. So um, go check out how they look, but go check them out at ambassadorsun.com. Uh, they have they have tons of different choices. They're super awesome. You know, they're really good. And you might think they're a little expensive, you know, when you first check them out. But if you use the promo code MANUPPODCAST in all caps, you're going to save 50% off and get free shipping. So make yeah. sure you go check them out. Again, at ambassadorsun.com and use the promo code MANUPPODCAST in all caps to get 50% off and free shipping. Yeah, guys, uh, definitely check them out. I, I love my pair. Um, I keep them in, in, you know, the roof storage my truck they're my you know kind of going out to dinner pair i don't use them for work i don't use them for nothing (laughs) so but yeah they're awesome so check them out check out both sponsors uh they're great products um once again we just thank you guys so much for joining us here um we you know we love doing this and we we hope you guys love it too and uh, we're just so excited to build this pack and and see you know see what the lord has in store for us so Tune in next week. We're going to have a brand new episode for you. It uh, it won't be a pre-recorded. Yeah, we'll we'll be diving into. <laughs> yeah, some, no, it'll some... be it'll be a real big boy episode next week. <laughs> it'll be know? a big boy episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so so tune in next week. And uh, once again, guys, we just thank you. We love you, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Man Up. And remember, don't be a beta. Be an alpha. Let's do this so I can slip back into my hole of insanity.